Warning, it is the opinion of the Forestry Productions LLC and the Working Perspectives podcast that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You have been warned, so if you decide to listen to the recording, then don't complain about the language. Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. I'll come today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, and our special guest co-host is the one and only DJ BJ Skins, Bethany Cherney, and our guest today is the incredible Lauren Crease. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content and all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can also on Instagram, Work Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk, the Working P Pod. If you'd like to be guests on the show, please email us at workperspectives.gmail.com. And please like and subscribe so we can keep this party going. Jalen Dubsky, how are we doing? Bye-bye. I feel very grand. Well, you look grand. Did anyone ever tell you that? No. Good, because they're lying. Uh, DJ BJ Skins, thanks for coming back on. Super excited to have you. How are you doing? I'm doing Yankee Doodle Dandy tonight. <laughs> what Better in the flying fuck? Yankee Doodle Goddamn Dandy. Well, I absolutely love it. Well, speaking of Yankee Doodle Goddamn Dandy, this is the Working Perspectives Podcast. Let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in society. Working perspective, exploring your day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode every Tuesday. Your day can transform while we inform with new episodes available on every platform. So check out our vibe and how we get live. Then do it a solid. All right, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you a little something about our guest today the incredible Lauren Kreese. Super big fan of Lauren. I'll tell you this, and I've said this before on the show, but this is something I do mean. There is, when creating this show, like the start of it, you know, uh, you think of like the people you're going to get as guests, right? And when we first started doing this, like I had in my mind, like people that I knew were going to be on the show, like Justin, Bach, uh, you know, just a bunch of people that have already been on. Big Pete, Kevin, like all those guys, right? But then there's people that you haven't talked to in like years that you're like i wonder what this person's doing and you'll see him on like social media and things like that you're like god it'd be cool to talk to this person or get him on the show or see how things are going right and then one of the best things about this show i would say and justin i think you might agree with me is catching up with old friends or like running into people that you haven't talked to in a while and getting them on here because honestly we might do an interview but this really turns into just a fun conversation wouldn't you agree justin it's a it's a good old fun time it's a good old fun time. And then you make new friends, right? Wouldn't you say, Bethany? I would say. 
I do say. say. Yeah, how about it? Very nice. So another thing is there's several ways to be a guest on this show. You can email us at workperspectives@gmail.com, which has happened before, or I can reach out to you and say you need to be on the fucking show or someone can cancel last minute and then we can get Jana to save the day and come in. Dude, honestly, I think that's happened five times and she's done nothing but bring in just fucking killer guests every time. Bethany, you are one of those guests. You were, we were at a late cancellation and you jumped on and killed it and then came on again for the incredible D Siren episode, which is available now on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Work Perspectives Podcast. But or you could reach out to me and be and say, not only are you a fan of the show, but a listener of the show, like our guest today, Lauren Crease did. She's had a lot of fun with her life and we're super excited to catch up with her. So before before we you know waste any more time, I want to get this thing started. So Lauren, super excited to have you here. Thanks for being on. But before we get started, I would just like to ask, what movie do you think is better? The Godfather Part 1 or The Godfather Part 2? Part two. Easy. Easy peasy Easy in answer. your fucking ass, Justin. How do you like that? You I don't son know. Son of a bitch. Godfather part one is uh, the better of the two. It's yeah. a much better movie. No, right. you're wrong. Obviously, if me and Lauren agree. So <laughs> very good. Great. Thank you for that, Lauren. And quick, honestly, I'll tell you this. When it comes to females, not doing great with that question. Not a great track record <laughs> when it comes to asking females about that. But Glad to see that you're a well-educated, well-rounded human being. Very nice. Uh, then let's keep it moving. Next question. How about Cheetos? Crunchy or puff? Um, honestly, like, oh, that's so that's hard. Cause honestly, sometimes like I think I like puffed because that's what I eat more. Mm. But I mm. think I enjoy crunchy more. Would you say that like you because and we'll get into this more now, but you work with children primarily. And I would say oh, younger children, it's more they get they're they're consume more puffed right when and you have a young child too right bethany like i would say like pirate's booty right like they're always getting yeah, they're puffed. Definitely more the puffed. kids are getting puffed you know the but time. then when they grow up it becomes they become more crunchy i would say right yeah. the evolution of the child goes into more crunchy cheetah my daughter or, definitely prefers crunchy well she's a genius that's why so okay next question uh pancakes or waffles Ah, uh, pancakes sure. definitely pancakes right that old chestnut yeah pancakes are crushing yeah no yeah, dude pancake really i mean honestly we it haven't had a waffle there. in like a long time i don't know, you know? I, it's, I like Bethany, you were a waffle, right? I was, yeah. I was a clean sweep. Like, I did not oh, yeah. realize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and Bethany were the same person. She hit for the Matt Lavelle cycle on the questions. The only person ever to do it. So shout out to her. Nice. And then uh, next question, we're going to keep it moving. How about when it comes to uh, amusement parks? Are you water park or amusement park? Sorry. Amusement park. Definitely yeah. amusement park. Um, if I take Not, my daughter yeah. to a water park, uh, she's just going to demand that I stay in the wave pool the whole entire time. And <sighs> I'm not risking that. No. no. Not with what we've learned about wave pools on this show. I, I love excited. water parks. Love them to death. Wave pool? Do you like never, never been in a wave pool in my life. Yeah, really? For four you hours. Go in the wave pool? Are you out of your mind? I stepped on someone's earring. It was disgusting. When I was a kid, my uncle like leaned into me and he goes, The wave pool looks like a salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like it took me like eight years till I was like, Oh, that was funny and racist. <laughs> cool. Oh, was... Mike's cool. Oh my god. I totally didn't get that joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you don't want to go in at a wave pool, looks like a salt and pepper shaker. 
I didn't. <laughs> Literally, that joke was right over my head. I was like, oh, that's funny because there's like, it looks like there's a lot of stuff in there. There <laughs> definitely is a lot of stuff in there. That is for sure. <laughs> there's, I remember like, obviously the Band-Aid's the big one, you know, like, golly. See, like it takes, like, I've never been touched by a Band-Aid in a pool, but one of my brothers got touched by a Band-Aid in a pool and like, he doesn't A, shut the fuck up about it and B, <laughs> <laughs> it apparently was traumatizing like he's oh, like, yeah this stuff. sounds like the next hashtag me too touched by a band-aid, yeah, <laughs> I never touched a weird band-aid. were you touched by a band-aid as a kid justin is that <laughs> what happened <laughs> are you are you high are you no, he's like ocd where friends. like he puts uh puts like remote controls in plastic bags when he goes to the hotel like he don't want to touch the remote i'm wondering which brother and i was like if you're gonna sleep in a <laughs> random hotel i don't um, um, I don't think you know. Uh, How many brothers? Oh, six. yeah, it's like forty. <laughs> I have six. I have three older and three younger. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, like I'm like you'll sleep in a weird bed, but you won't touch the remote control in a hotel room. He's like, you know what people do to them? And I was like, I don't know. Do you know what I, they do in the bed? Yeah. Like, like stay at that place, you fucking Oof. animal. You get hotel rooms out of couches, Bethany. <laughs> yeah, you need to sleep. Well, the little ones, yeah, you know. Hey, oh, uh, look at you that. look at you high class golly <laughs> i'm pretty sure the econo lodge has a two-seater <laughs> <in>. <laughs> yeah, every hotel right. has that like weird cuck chair that just sits in the corner yeah like, what the fuck's that chair there for <laughs> the, to, to the cuck chair you just told us <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's what that chair is there what there's just one chair in every hotel like even the shittiest hotel room you go to there's a bible and just one chair there won't even be a table and You'd a like, lamp over the chair so that you have that weird shadow yeah. over you too the, is the that the figure. cuck shadow justin is that what that's called <laughs> the old cuck chair <laughs> yeah next question is uh okay we'll do this one what movie do you think is better hook or princess bride oh my god that's they're both on my top five mm. um this is actually really funny i actually listened to the hook soundtrack to go to sleep <laughs> oh phenomenal soundtrack <laughs> Turn it on. Phenomenal. um god but like if, if like you were asking me to like if i could watch it over and over again i think like princess bride like i think I it is tough though like, it is like amazing tough. don't get me wrong i love john williams the whole entire movie is amazing but i'd have to go with princess bride uh for those of you who don't know she just said the name of the greatest movie composer in the history of the fucking world john williams he yeah. is the best there she is it out dude oh weird jaws indiana jones superman star I mean, wars one of the best classes i've ever like taught in my whole entire life is like i basically like winged a music class and i was like hey uh do you guys want to listen to all these songs um do you know what movie this is from and i just kept like playing like all these john williams songs and Parker. Oh, oh my god, dude. kids John were Williams so the adorable. They like <laughs> yes. oh, so good. Well, I bet you know what we should do? We should do like a movie or not or not a movie, like a game of where we play soundtracks and see if you can guess or if you can guess them. Wait, so he also did Star Wars and Harry Potter? Yes, he did Harry Potter too. He did what? Does he, he did does Home Alone. Like, he did Jerry, Home Jerry Home Goldsmith. Jerry and Goldsmith has done Rudy and too? Hoosiers. What's that? I'm 90% sure he did Back to the Future too. Wow. But um, and that's honestly like I love like every once in a while that comes on in my car and I like feel like I'm driving the DeLorean. 
Uh, oh my god john williams is incredible <laughs> i'm looking up now we i you know we have to do it all right as a composer his filmography holy fuck on my face yeah all right is back to the future in it oh just wait just oh this is an endless list of incredible all right so we'll start off let's see in the 1960s he looks like eh, nothing that sticks out in the 1960s uh i don't know um but you know he has some like tv show stuff and everything like that i want to see where he hits it big though 77 77 you want to start with 77 hold on let's see 77 justin so let's see your star wars came out no i wasn't sure didn't he oh wow he did the cowboys that was a great that's a john wayne movie that is a great movie all right jane here all right the long goodbye tom sawyer the man who loved cat dancing wow the paper chase cinderella liberty conrad sugarland express earthquake the towering inferno all right jaws was 75 so there's so jaws midway let's see the star wars a new hope close encounters the Fur- third kind jaws 2 superman dracula 1941 so empire strikes back superman 2 and then indiana jones as well E.T. and then he did return of the jedi He's indiana jones one. temple of doom space camp shout out great movie uh, the Witches of Eastwick, Superman 4, holy shit. Empire Not a good Sun- movie. Nah, well, you know. All right, Empire of the Sun, Sister Steve, oh, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, Born on the Fourth of July, Always. Do you remember the movie Always? God, my fucking shitty sister watched that shitty fucking movie. Never uh, seen it. Ever. Oh, here's one that'll throw you through a fucking loop. Home Alone soundtrack. John I fucking just Williams. Said that. said that like three minutes ago. Well, then fuck me in my face. All right, Stop guys? saying that. I, that's not going to be the new term for the show is fuck I'm you in your face. <laughs> that's like the third time you've said it this episode, and I'm going to put a hold to that right now. <laughs> I'll let you make fun of my mother. have to scrap everything so what? far. He's like, she teaches children. <laughs> fuck me in my face. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the show, listener of the show, and fuck me in my face is not going to be the new fucking. <laughs> so put it on a shirt, Justin. I was, actually, shirt. I was actually telling my daughter, I was like, oh, honey, I'm going to be on a podcast tonight. Don't worry, you can listen to it. It's oh, very shit. family friendly. So should we not curse no, anyone? Don't I? Just, you know what? Honestly, have fun with it. Edit what you need to out. Like, I'm not terribly worried about it at all. All right, good. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Hook, JFK, Far and Away, Gilligan's Island, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Sabrina Nixon, Sleepers, Rosewood, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. Seven Years in Tibet, Amistad, Saving Private. So him and Steven Spielberg work together a lot. Saving yeah. Private Ryan, and then the new Star Wars, Angela's Ashes, The Patriot. Oh, shout out! Great movie. I, mean, I don't think Mel Gibson gets enough credit for how great that movie is. Yeah. All right. There's too many more Minority Reports in there. All the H pots. Catch me if you can. I mean, Munich. Me, me, oh, my God. It, it's just get John Williams on the show. Oh, dude. Fan Lincoln. of the show. Listener of the Listen show. The show. He already War Horse. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeez. God. Rogue <laughs> One. Oh, my God. This is incredible. I can't even, you know, Jerry. I honestly. I mean, yeah. Jerry Goldsmith. I'm a big fan of him as well. He's done like Rudy and Hoosiers and a bunch of great stuff. But really, he is. He is second fiddle. John Williams is 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 number one. He's first chair. He's first chair. He's John Williams. I was going to say. So, okay. You said Princess Bride over Hook. So let's keep it moving. Uh, do you play video games, Lauren? Uh, I do, but only like Nintendo. 
Okay, so if I asked you Xbox or PlayStation, what would you say? I would say Nintendo. All right. And Bethany, sure. uh, what is your answer to that question? PlayStation. Fair enough. Uh, Hell good. yeah. You just, okay, you just, can I back you, up to PlayStation? Because yeah. I like Crash Bandicoot. <sighs> yeah. Wow. All right. Well, two Crash two Bandicoot's failures. Very... And then, Bethany, what were you? Hooker, Princess Bride? Princess Bride. Wow. 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 Uh, whoa. Okay. I have another question after the big question. So this is the big one, Lauren. This will separate you between the men and the women and the boys. And this is really tell us the person that you are when it comes to eating wings. Are you drums or flats? Flats and flats. Wow. And I'm proud to be flats, by the oh, way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very proud. It's a divided I, room. I seek yeah. out flats. Mm. I mm. prefer to eat them. Mm. I, I only save my drums for later when I have mm. nothing else to eat. Mm. And I'm really sorry, but you mm. and I have two different two different flavor palettes, taste buds. Mm. Yeah. Well, you we know, one of us is a gentleman. I'll say that. Oh, so a barbarian. Yeah, your your mom's a barbarian. <laughs> I just I, I don't know. I like the meat on them more. Mm, yeah, well, you know, dude, my yeah. mom and my brother three weighed me drunk the other night. Do you know what that's fucking? Like? That was a nightmare. Were you He's eating wings? How did we get like, there? Wait a second. Yeah, no, yeah. First the cuckolding chair, now three weighing. What is going on here? Like, this family, no less. <laughs> yeah. What is this Game <laughs> of Thrones? <laughs> Come on. So, uh, yeah. So, what was I gonna say? God damn it! I had something to say. Fuck on me. I yeah, lost. One more. I do have another question, but I had something else I was going to spring up. Oh, so available in our merch store, FYI, we have shirts there. And in the shirts, it says winging perspectives on the front and on the back. You can get one that will either say I'm a drum or I'm a flat. There you go. New merch, hopefully available tomorrow, end of day. Uh, well, I mean, that will be cut from this recording, but either way. <laughs> so, yeah, let's keep it going. We got a bunch of great merch out either way. So let's keep it on moving on down the road. Next question. And everyone's going to have to answer this. You can only pick one for the rest of your life. Uh, you can only pick one. Are you going to go Mexican food or Chinese food? Lauren, you first. Mexican. Bethany. Chinese. Yeah, you can't give up the goon, right? Who's going to give up of a goon? Not. You can't give up a goon. You can't give up a goon. Why would you give up a goon? Yeah. Justin, are you giving up the goon? This question is so difficult because I only love goons, yo. All mm. the rest of the Chinese food is pretty much trash to me, but I love crab rangoons. But the issue is Chinese food has no cheese in it, yo. And I'm a man who likes meat and cheese. And that's it. And that's that's an abundance. Me- Mexican is Mexican the, is Goon, an yeah. abundance. Cream cheese and seafood. Yeah. Right. You know. I mean. And then so I have to go Mexican, but I will miss right, we'll say, say goodbye to the goons. I'll miss them every day. I'm not going to lie. I do love chilaquiles. Love a good chilaquiles. Love it. I love white people tacos, yo. What is a white oh, people taco? You go to the grocery store and buy ground beef and a taco kit. And oh yeah and tomato and sour cream and that's it and cheese and cheese and a lot of cheese. Well, and uh, yeah, the mr white... i love cheese yeah, yeah. seriously cheese is up, up, on that. assume uh so... here's my thing with mexican food it mm. all ends up tasting the same after a while it's all beans and meat and cheese and some kind of that. tortilla mm. and cumin and that's it like chinese you get different you know yeah it's so addicting like oh. it's keep eating it like when it's in the fridge i'll keep trying it yeah yeah if you got some enchiladas you're gonna keep picking at them yeah 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 the thing is though with mexican when you eat mexican and you have a burrito you're good that burrito's got you 
with Chinese, you might be hungry later. Just saying, you know, it never fully gets you. That's it. You know, it's a whole bunch of things. But yeah, no. uh, Yeah. Mexican food is incredible. But all right. Let's keep it on moving on. Keep it on moving down the road. So like we said, our guest today is the one and only Lauren Kreese. She is a kindergarten, first grade art teacher right now. She's kicking ass, taking ends and in cracking seas and all that good stuff. Uh, But we're going to get to the root of the problem here. So. Lauren here was born and raised in Glenridge, New Jersey, right? Glenridge, New Jersey. And then she moved to Upper Gwynedd, which is the nice part of end up when she was 14. And so how was it growing up in Jersey? What was that like? Lauren? So honestly, like when I think about Jersey, like it kind of sounds like you guys, like in North Wales, like we used to ride our bikes around and like play manhunt in everybody's like backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like it would just be like no problem if we were accidentally hiding in your house right uh um, just want to say this lauren uh when you said you guys in north wales i don't want to be lumped in with that trash i'm from four street neighborhood of lansdale i'm not from scumbag north wales but i understand that i understand because i have given so many north Walesians an outlet on this show right <laughs> i'm basically the sponsor of north wales Right. The show is. Um, yeah, I'm the North Wales shelter on the show. I could I can see why, shelter. you know, right. I can see why you would say you guys and lump me in with those scumbags, the scumbags. But yeah, I am from uh, I'm from the land of the free and the home of the brave Lansdale, PA. So sorry. Uh, so you're growing up in in uh, the end of of New Jersey where you're riding bikes and you know, breaking windows and stealing cars and uh, all that kind we of were stuff. Breaking windows and stealing cars. We were, but occasionally we would throw snowballs at cars. Oh, the best, the, best. the absolute best, the best, yeah. the absolute best. I wish that was an Olympic it's, sport. That's how much I fucking love throwing snowballs. At cars. My favorite thing to do. Yeah. I remember getting in trouble for that. Like, oh. and the person, like, obviously, it was like such a small town. Um, the person, it was this little uh, this one kid's uh mom actually um came into the school and said i know for a fact who was throwing snowballs at my car and they pulled us like out of class snap it was them yeah sure no not (laughs) you god no dude i remember one time we got jumped by the this we were throwing snowballs at cars it was me tom uh fan of the show listener of the show sugar sean munley and this kid ryan ball and we were at the corner of Fifth and Broad in Lansdale. There's like this bank there. And what we would do is we would throw snowballs at cars. But our thing was like we never threw them at trucks because trucks have four-wheel drive and they would stop and get out and chase us, right? Which is what we wanted. But they would have to take like they would if they because the trucks could stop like on a dime and we'd be like, ah, shit. Right. But if it was a car, they'd have to take their time to stop and like slow down and all this stuff, which was fun, too. But we didn't want to do trucks just because they were more, you know, more can handle the snow. But after a while, there was no truck. There was no cars coming anymore. It was only trucks. So we just destroyed this one truck. Right. He stops and we're like, is he going to get out? Is he staying? What is he doing? And he drove off and we were like, ah, you pussy. You know what I mean? And then like a couple minutes later, we're standing there at the corner and there's this guy coming. He comes out of the alley behind us. Right. <gasps> and he's and he's like walking. And we're like, what's this dude doing? You know, we, we didn't think anything of it. And he just said like he's walking by and we do like the head nod thing. He's like, what's up? Right. And he walks over and he fucking whacks Tom. 
right? Or no, he <laughs> whack, he he hits Sean Munley first, and he goes over to Tom and like hits him and trips him on the ground. And I start walking over to like help Tom, and this other guy comes out of nowhere and whacks me and kicks me on the ground, and then they start yelling at us. They're like, you sons of bitches, that's a $40,000 truck. And we're like, all right, guy, whoa. And then we were like, it wasn't us. It was this fat kid named Dwayne that lives down the street. And they were like, "Uh, (laughs) we know it was you. You guys are all wearing the same. And we're like, all right. But either way, so he's like, get the fuck out of here before we kick the shit out of you even more, blah, blah, blah. And we like got up. And honestly, we had so much like padding on and stuff because we were wearing like winter clothes. We were, it was like, we weren't really, it was more like just the shock of it. And then we just like, you know, as we were leaving, we all started to laugh and we had to like run away because we were like, ah, we don't want them to, you know, whatever. And then afterwards it was like, oh, I'm going to get my cousin in India, you know, and that never happened. And this guy, he's probably somewhere happy with his family and his $40,000 truck and, you know, the best to him. But I, uh, yeah, yeah, that was my, uh, that was my snowballs of cars and I miss it every day. See, that's not, it's not how it went down in North. Just real quick. We had a, a little grid pattern and to get to Merck, you had to drive through North Wales. So mm. we would light up the cars on North Wales road and then mm. there'd be like the quick turn there. So they would immediately turn there to like be mad. And yeah. then they would be entrapped in between two streets. And there'd usually be like guys in like business clothes. And if you could get them to chase you, there was a park right there in between seventh and eighth street. And then they would be trapped. And we would have, we would set up piles of snowballs on North Wales road. Powell on seventh Powell on the other side so that they like were encaptured. And then once they turned onto that street, if they got out of the car to chase you and into the park, they were then consumed. <laughs> and it'd be like dress wow. pants and like dress shoes. And like sometimes you get like old men to chase Fortunately, you. Fortunately, there were no consequences. So it's no, not-, not that because we'd be off school and we'd be like, we're just lighting up cars with snowballs all morning. Uh, could you and imagine the- if you're like the CEO of Merck and you walk in <laughs> and you're just like soaked and like everything's ruined and they're like, what? What happened to you? He's like, these fucking kids. I rolled the dice. I went through the field. I thought I could catch that kid. No. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean. Get lured into the field. Yeah. You know, must be nice. So, all right. Well, then let's keep it moving. So then when you were, you you stayed in Glen Ridge till you were like 14. 14, 15. Yeah. Okay. Then, then you then you move to Upper Gwynedd, which is adjacent to the land of the free home of the brave lands LPA. So I'm going to say this, like 14, 15, that is a tough age to move because like you have like your friends already and like your click and everything kind of set up and then you got to move. And like there's a bunch of little assholes around here and you're a girl like that's pretty tough. So yeah. how was it? moving to upper Gwinnett at that age what was that transition like first of all it was like kind of like um a little bit ridiculous getting thrown into a school that was like the size of like a high school like and it was a middle school um yeah like anytime like I would make a friend uh it'd be like oh yeah uh I live five miles across town in Montgomeryville and I'd be like mom can I can I like go over that person's house and she'd be like you can't figure it out sorry sorry yeah no gps back then that's for sure um i definitely like i did eventually like make some like good friends but it was just like it was so hard to like you would never have the same classes with people it was it was really tough yeah um but that's you know the north penn school system for you honestly Um, i remember like well, I went from Catholic school to public school at like the same age. I was like 14 when I had, when I, you know, had to, had to leave Catholic school and yeah. go to public school. And I remember like, I have like my neighborhood friends, like everyone, like I hung out with all the time, went to public school and I never saw them. 
at all. And like, I was like, God, we're going to get to see each other all the time and be in class. I was like, wasn't in class with any of them and like had to, you know, meet new people. Like there's a bunch of people I knew, but none of my like close friends, I didn't have any classes with. And I was like, well, this fucking sucks. Yeah. That was basically, I mean, like I had my sister, which was awesome. And I eventually like, she, like, I, we kind of like made the same friends eventually. Yeah. Um, but it took a while. Like you fall into like the, like you just kind of like as a girl, you kind of get wrapped up in the idea of like being popular. And then you're like, wait a second, I'm just like this girl's accessory. Like needs me to feel better about herself. And then fortunately, like towards the end of high school, like I did meet like great friends that I'm like still friends with now, like 20 years later. Yeah. What? So can you kind of, Bethany, what about you? Like in what, what she's talking about with like girls being catty and at that age it's like popularity is like everything and all that stuff like did you have anything like that bethany so i feel like my school was definitely less clicky than like the average school because we were smaller um also i honestly didn't have a lot of girl friends like i had Mm. some Mm. but I feel like I like the closest the people I was closest to was like one girl that seemed a lot like a dude in personality sense. And then one dude like those are my friends that I still have to this day. Yeah, Um, I would like honestly, like eventually, like I think like I did like come to the realization, like I just got along with like Matt. That's how I ended up hanging out with you. Like I just got along with guys better. Like I would befriend them. I wasn't really about like getting my nails done, going shopping or anything. So you come to the realization. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not a girly girl. (laughs) That's for sure. No, I would say, though, like you were all but you were like really, really nice and like really cordial and polite and like would hang out like you were just I don't know, because like, yeah, we didn't meet until we were like 15, 16 and you were just super cool, like big fan, you know, like you were just like really nice. And that at that age, at that time, like being nice wasn't cool. Like everyone like you had to be a dick, you know, like all the time and stuff. And like you kind of kick back against that, which is why I think a lot of people really like you. So shout out to you. Thank you. Yeah. But okay. So then what's that? Glad it came through. well you nailed it so then okay so you're making new friends and that can be difficult and stuff but like you said like by the end of high school it was like what's going on here we're good you know so then what how was it for you you transitioned from high school and then after high school you went to monco first right or did yeah i went to monco and i thought i was like gonna be like like I was like the exception, like I literally like just would take classes and I would also pick up shifts. Like I'd be working at a restaurant and be like, oh, making 50 bucks sounds way better than going to class right now. And I would just like, um, kind of like I would fail my classes, figure out loopholes, drop them. And I didn't know what my major was going to be. I was just confused and I had no direction and I would keep taking classes in Monco because I was fortunate enough to have like my grandmother paying for my college. Um, But like, it was like, uh, they're going to give me like a four year degree because I've been Mm. going here for so long. Right. (laughs) No, I think like my sister actually, like eventually, like she filled out like my Westchester application and she's like, no, you're going to get an actual degree. Nice. Good. That's good. Honestly too, though, like I never, you know, surprisingly guys, this guy never went to college, believe (laughs) it or not. Never went. Uh, Passes at all? 
No, I got expelled from two high schools, Lauren. I wasn't going to college. I, see, like, I swear, like I could see you like taking like a college course or two. Right. I am like really illiterate and like very, very book smart, obviously. Uh, but no, yeah, no. Classes weren't the thing. But my thing was like this too is one, didn't have the money to waste on that bullshit. And two, I don't know, like, I don't know. Me and school, it just ain't ain't my thing. But I would say, like, as far as I think now, I think especially the younger kids like I deal with as far as like the kids I teach boxing to and stuff, they all have the it's like all ingrained in this kids is like, look, if you don't know exactly what the fuck you're doing, right? Like if you don't have like a set plan, like don't go don't go pay it. Like if you're going to get an offer or grant money or a scholarship to a school, jump on it, right? Or if you know you're going to go to business or something like that, like if you have that kind of mindset and know you're going to go through with it, yeah, go ahead, knock yourself out. But if you don't really know what you're doing, don't just fucking jump into a commitment at a school paying all this money. You can go to wait a year and figure it out and then go to Monco or go to Monco, kind of figure it out there. And I think more kids realize the path. And that's why, like, I know Monco is a community college, but it's a really, really good it's one. It's a and great it, school, honestly. And I don't, I on I would hope on it. I don't know if my daughter is going to like choose that path, but I would hope she knows that like, it's perfectly like you're getting just as good of an education at community college. Yeah. My, uh, my daughter is going to be the next Taylor Swift. So I'm not going to have to worry about that. Country music star. No, nice. my, my daughter is a fucking superstar. And I'm telling you right now. Just, I'm just, you know, just letting you know, like, I'm just telling you, you're going to see I'm right. She is a, she's a magic superstar and that's just how it goes. What are you going to do? You know? Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Bethany, uh, what about you? Did you do Mako? If I remember correctly, or did you go right to Colette? No, no. You went to Cabrini, right? Right across the street. Eastern. Eastern. Yeah. You were Miss Eastern. You right. Missy. You God. How could I forget that? Jeez, I didn't want to go to college. Like, I remember calling my mom after, like, I was in my second semester of freshman year. And I was like, I just want to drop out and go to, like, the restaurant school or something. (laughs) And she was like, I'll be damned if you do that. (laughs) So I just. No daughter of mine is going to no restaurant school. I mean. we've she's born and raised in pennsylvania she but here i am making her sound like an old southern lady but yeah i mean i think then i ended up getting a psychology degree and i work in banking now so clearly Mm. i used it fancy that nice all right very good well guys it's now time for everyone's favorite segment it's jada's questions asking some questions J-Dub's questions a new favorite segment J-Dub's questions segment all right lauren justin's gonna ask you some questions and uh it's gonna be great justin take it away you think 9-11 was an inside job what in the flying fuck Justin? <laughs> Jesus Christ. that's the first time you've ever asked that question uh your answer i'm just saying yo building something was a little shady yo what do you think no, oh well justin did you have any evidence to support you your do? question yeah, no. I'm just asking the question. That's it. You don't. You don't think? Wait, like, Justin. I don't know. You don't think? I have an opinion. If you want to know my opinion, what is your opinion? Jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know anything. I wasn't there. I have no idea. I saw it, like on TV and like ah, uh, you could probably convince. Like I'm very dumb so you could like probably convince me with like four youtube videos and like some like smart talking points in a bar while i'm a little high i'd be like okay all right but, you, like, rem- 
Yeah. Probably not. Sure. You know? Whatever. You're not a fucking genius. We didn't. We know that. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, do you remember where you were when 9-11 happened? Yes. Um, But I can't remember the room. It was in like the you remember like the rooms like right off of like a pod. Like it was the secretary's office. And I was like right behind a pod. Oh, by like F40. Yeah. It was probably it was the health one of the health rooms. Like yeah, I was yeah, stuck yeah. there for like four hours and I can't remember the teacher's name at oh, all. That sucks. Um, but no, I was stuck in there for a couple hours. I actually remember my dad was in the air. Um, he was flying, but what? yeah. And was a pilot. what's that? Your father was a pilot. No, 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 no. He was like on a business trip. Oh, okay. So that was a little nerve wracking. Like, like, he was flying. I was like, he was flying. Yeah. This guy? <laughs> actually, he was actually flying with his arms. Yeah. Yeah. Just an FYI. Her dad. Superman. No, uh, I definitely. What about you guys? Uh, Bethany, take it away. Uh, my school was on strike, so I was at <laughs> home. Let me tell you, the teachers stopped striking like the next week. They were like, this doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> all right, we'll come back well, to work. Yeah, they're like, all right, fuck our pensions. Let's get it. Yeah, these yeah. kids need us. Yeah. <laughs> the war, hey, America needs us, dude. Yeah, talk about unifying America and getting That's- President Bush elected for a second term. Wait, uh, keep going. <laughs> No, I mean, I was, I had nothing else to say. Justin, where were you? 9-11? I was, uh, I was in Woodshop and then because of 9-11, they would let us in the YMCA for free. So we all like got together to go run ball at the YMCA. But then our one buddy, Stad wouldn't let him go because he was like, fucking 9-11, can't leave the house. And he got like all upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What a, yeah. His parents cared about him. What a fucking yeah. loser. What a loser, right? yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I played uh, much basketball, and we we mourned for our country. I do, I do remember this. I do remember getting home and being pissed because MTV wasn't working because the cable was down because of nine eleven. So I was like, these fucking these fucking terrorists took away MTV. (laughs) Yeah, so no TRL. Come on, what the fuck? That was a big deal in its prime. In oh Carson Daly, fucking fan of the show, listener of the show. Yeah, he was the fucking tap of the chats at that one. Jennifer De- Dayton, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Talk about, oh my god! Yeah, dude. Tara Reed. I remember that season, dude. Talk <laughs> that guy. I kicked his coverage better than fucking Justin. Like that's incredible. You know? Have you guys seen Justin's girlfriend? It's unbelievable. It's Un- fifth time you brought this up. She's very attractive. I'm a very handsome man. It's not. No, you are not. It so is. <laughs> it is no. To quote, to quote Princess Bride, it's inconceivable. All right. That man died. <laughs> inconceivable. Yeah, Have you ever no. broken a bone? If you ask which one. Yeah. Yeah. Back to you, Chris. Yeah. You guys are. Okay. Um, No, but I did get stitches in my knee. Shout out. Hopefully you don't knock on wood. Yep. Don't. What's the last me. thing you stole? Ooh. Oh. Do we oh. have a thief? Okay. Um, I'm going to say the last thing I stole was not. It was stealing and it was uh, ringing up something incorrectly, knowing it was going to be cheaper at the grocery store. Like you, you, you rang up regular bananas instead of organic bananas. Yeah. Like basically. That is not uh, stealing. You dude, fucking there no cheese that listen to this show. Yeah. Wait, on, no one will admit that. They no steal one, things, no one steals. Uh, no guest Nobody that steals. comes on the show steals. I mean, okay. we've had mass murders on the show. They're like, well, edit stealing? that part out. You can edit that part out. <laughs> well, you didn't steal anything. You still paid for it. You just didn't pay the exact amount. I mean, yeah. it's all. Like, you, can, you, you got a discount. Ignorance. Yeah. We've all done that. You know what the gimmick is? 
is that you know how they have like the ca- the candy you can like pour in a bag, right? So oh, I used to do that all the oh, time. I love it. I would get like the just the all the good stuff. Actually, right? one of my roommates in college actually got like she got in trouble for that. Well, she was a dummy and got caught. But this is what you do, right? You go and you look for like the cheapest thing is like dried, you know, apricots or whatever's cheap, right? So you get candy and you pack that son of a bitch with the good stuff. I'm talking the Haribo. It's the gummies with the balls on the outside. They're like called berries. They are fucking incredible. If you haven't tried them, fan of the show, listen to the show. You pack that son of a bitch up. You weigh it out, but then you put the number of the dried crap or whatever, and then it's like super cheap when it would be super expensive. That's how you do it. Old Uncle Maddie, tip number one. There you go. So that's, hey, that's stealing number one, guys. We steal on this show. Get used to it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. We've stolen shit. Justin, you've stolen a lot of stuff. Allegedly. It's like, allegedly. I say it for fun on the podcast. I don't oh, really oh, do so- it. But oh, like, oh, know. okay. So you were Wait, just wasn't saying there it? a story about like a box of Snickers. No, there, there's a story yeah. of still jo- there's a d- d- listen to this, Lauren, <laughs> and you might be a victim of this. <laughs> is that <laughs> Justin? Ju- Justin here. Yeah, we're all probably victims of this. No, but Justin, none, of you, none of you mongoloids worked there. Justin, Justin will go into a Starbucks in the morning, walk over to the mobile order part. There was a particular Starbucks in the city take that I worked across whatever. that was bonkers. Like 40 fucking people in line every fucking morning. So like, you know, there's this pile of just drinks at the end of the counter and you just pick one and look at your phone and walk out with it. Easy breezy takes six, doesn't even takes two minutes out of your day. Just yeah, the, not like the bouncers checking. You know what I Nobody, mean? Nobody. It's it was lawless. This is this has been years. Yeah, I wonder been- if that too, like if that if that caused like a domino effect of like someone comes in and like, well, my shit's not here. I'm taking Gary's. Oh, Gary, <laughs> you know, Gary comes in. Oh, my shit's not here. I'm taking Penelope's or whatever. That you know? or it's <laughs> their last straw. Like they were already just like oh, barely that. hanging on by a thread, and then Justin comes in and he's like. You know what? Yeah, I think a uh, apple crisp oat milk shaken espresso my, my, sounds good to me today. The scummiest <laughs> part was my favorite part was that like, you know how they have the little bag of like treats at Starbucks? It, it would be random. Like, I don't know what's in there. So I was like, take a drink of the bag. And you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes I that get some. That could be two like, separate orders. That's, yeah. That's a twofer. Yes. yes. I wouldn't like yes. it. Just throw it away. My dear God. Oh, no, you wouldn't. If it was gross, sometimes it'd be like those frittata egg bites with like onions in it. Oh, those shits are fucking good, bro. You haven't had them? Sometimes it'd be a cake pop at 7.30 in the morning. That person's the karmic debt. Best life. If I was with you, I would make you eat whatever you got. Yeah. 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 You should eat it. Yeah. Eat it or, you know. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Instead, he doesn't (laughs) rob Starbucks anymore, guys. He goes into Wawa order something gets it and if the line's too long he just fucks off that is my That's- i gotta stop doing that i have gotten way too <laughs> to have it well you're gonna have to dude i do it at like never do like, that again like clothing like i'll do it at places where you're not supposed to if i'll be like this line's just too long i'll just walk i'll be like i'd rather be arrested than wait in this line you know and you'd be surprised what the fuck you can just walk out with you justin uh that is, is there- privilege right <laughs> yeah. there oh thousand is- percent is I'll, be, there- I'll be dressed nicely <laughs> And I, yeah. I'll be pretending to talk on my cell phone. If I were to be stopped, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I have no oh, jeez. Excuse my whiteness. I have Just, the money uh, to pay for it. That would be yeah. crazy of me to steal it. 
I would no. never think of Grant. Any <laughs> Me, sir? Do I look like a thief to you? Yeah, no. Sir, I'm appalled at your accusations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Justin, is there a place you would refuse to steal from? End of Wawa. Never That's stolen it. a thing from it. I might like my mom's. My like my mom. Like I never stole anything from my mother. And end of right. Wawa. I'm talking about like. I'm talking about like back up. But wasn't there a whole entire story about a Snickers? Like you had a box of Snickers. Am I totally forgetting? No, that's from the uh, the Northwest Pharmacy, which was a goddamn free. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, thanks for listening to the show, Lauren. Oh, wow, dude, that was Dave. Dave would Dave would so I would just steal like you know a a candy bar, maybe two. Dave was Dave would he had this big puffy jacket, and he would steal the whole. I remember that puffy. Like he wouldn't steal one Snickers. He would steal the whole box of Snickers. And like we get home and he would just drop the. I'd be like, your brazenness is wild. And also we don't need 17 Snickers bars. Who does need that many Snickers? He would also steal freshen up gum. Remember the gum that had like juice inside of it? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody liked it but him. And he would steal the whole box. It would lose like good. Two seconds. It was awesome. Animal. He took it too far. Yeah. Gum. I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on gum? I'm not a fan. Oh my god, I chew gum constantly. Really? Yeah, I, I wish just, I could. I just not I a just, fan. Yeah, I, just, I get tired of it my so right quickly. Now. I hate, I hate, I hate that it just it's it just it loses flavor way too fast. I like I so it. quickly. I it is a waste gum, of time. Just get normal minty gum. Oh, any gum. Bubblelicious sometimes. Oh, dude. I mean, here's a, a bigly chew every once in a while. Here's a disgusting story. If my jaw is going to be sore, I really want it to be for other reasons. Shout out Bethany. <laughs> good for you. Like, necessarily those mean, jaw muscles. Very as, good. As I was saying it out loud, I was like, wait a minute. This is not coming out the way that I just meant not it. chewing gum. Oh, right. right. Like, That's what we all meant. Uh, yeah. would, you, would you rather get a giant Budweiser tattoo on your forearm? Or have to wear a cowboy hat every time you're outside. It, it always changes, Justin. Wait. What is it with you in this question? It's okay, wait. Cowboy uh, hat or a QAnon tattoo? On my yeah, like you know, like the Budweiser logo. I'd wear a like cowboy them. hat every uh, time you're outside. Shout out! Found found this out. Aired this today. That Janice family, former owners of Bush. the An- of the Bush and Anheuser Bush, and they gave it away. They gave away that. Like the- lost it, gave it away. They weren't particulars on it, but they formerly were the Bush and Anheuser Bush. So there oh, you wow. go. Yep. Yep. If you you know, if you know, if you know, you know, and now you know. So there you go. So yeah, what are you doing? Budweiser tattoo or cowboy hat every time you leave the house? Go. Me? Yep. Cowboy hat. Cowboy hat. Bethany? I think I'm gonna go rogue here and say Budweiser tattoo. For Dude, I'm not hat. wearing a cowboy hat every time I leave the house. I'm not gonna lie. I would look I fucking good in a cowboy hat. I look, I would like look a fucking off good. I want it so bad. I have a hat that looks just like Indiana Jones's hat, and I don't like wear it other than like when I'm alone. And I want to look cool in it, and I don't, yo. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so hard because like I want to wear it. Like, it's dope. It makes me so happy, but mm-hmm. I just look like a jerk. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that with dangly earrings. I feel like I look like a gypsy anytime I put <laughs> something that isn't like. Do a you short. guys? Uh, do you guys wear hoop earrings at all? I actually have never had a piercing. Bigger the hoop. Wow. Yeah. We the bigger to, the oh. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I used to have a buddy of mine. He is a African American fella and he swore by it and he would call them hoops, but he said girls that had hoops like black guys. That was his he was just like, This is a fact. I'm telling you this right now. We call them hoops. And if white girls or whatever have hoops, that they like black guys. And not gonna lie. 
He was pretty accurate. Just going to say, we'd catch some hoops every once in a while. Yep. Uh, shout out to Drina Winters. not always wrong. I mean, it doesn't come out of nowhere. You know? If you were exiled from America, where would you go? Costa Rica. Nice. Easy. Okay. Would, next, would you next. rather be the fastest person alive or the strongest person alive? Fastest. Same, yeah. I love running. For $3 million, would you cut off one of your fingers? Yeah, yes. Which Please. finger would you pick? Uh, I kind of feel like I don't really. I I want to go with the middle just because it seems like it would be like the least likely to like affect like my like you know balance. You a ring finger. What? The ring finger? That's not. Wait, gonna... wait, wait, wait. You're saying your middle finger would be you the least finger, likely to affect your longest finger. Well, the middle finger is everything. I don't know. What do you What do you know about pinky? Going... See you later, no, pinky. You can't get rid of the pinky. You need the pinky. It gives you the most dexterity from distance you go ring finger what? ring fingers you can't even touch my pinky <laughs> Ugh, white people all right next what's question. the fastest you've ever driven an automobile vehicle automobile uh, vehicle probably, uh, probably like a hundred i used to drive a manual so like i could get up like and i would like maybe like 105 i should ask that more you can drive good good for you for no you know how to drive a manual car matt nope i'm a fucking pussy Automatic. I tried a couple times and was not. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Uh, My mother took me to buy a car. She was like, buy this car. My, my, she worked for a doctor and she's like, he's selling it. It's a good car. You're going to buy it. Takes me there, drops me off, leaves me with a check. I give the guy the check. I get the car. It's a manual car. (laughs) And I look at the guy. I'm in Doylestown. Uh, There's not GPS back then. And I'm like, I don't know how to drive a manual car. And this guy teaches me in his driveway and from Doylestown, which I didn't know how to get home from, drove a manual car. And how, that's, how, <laughs> that's how I learned how to drive a manual car. How how many times did you stall out on the way oh, home? On the hills, I either would launch and like, I would either stay at the bottom and just fire all the way the fuck up the hill because I didn't want to like skid out. And I was like burning out all crazy, but yeah, you just gotta you just gotta throw your kid in the fire, you know. Just drop him off at a stranger's house. And... My dad actually, he was trying to teach me how to drive stick, and like we kept going around the block, and he would get pissed off at me every time I like stalled out. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Get out of the car. Like yeah. I'm gonna teach myself. And yeah. I was waving like lines of cars. I would be like, I'm sorry, I don't know how to drive stick yet. Just go, just go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gets scary when you roll backwards. It's honestly, yeah, it it's a, like parking yeah. brake. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it was probably a lot scarier for like, well, I don't know, because people like initially would see like your car from a distance and be like, that's fucking idiot. And then they get closer and you'd be like, I'm so sorry. And they'd be like, it's okay, hon, do better. You know, if it was me or Justin, he'd be like, fuck you, idiot. You You stole out like it's it's a green light and you go to go and you just stole out. And then the person behind you starts honking and you just like. I'm pretty sure he'll do that by accident. It happens. Dude, I've driven stick my whole life to this day, like almost once a day, once every other day. I like miss a gear. And I'll be like, how? How? Well, it's because you're an idiot. Just dumb. Just big, dumb idiot. Do you you have any questions for me? Me? Yeah. Wait, seriously? Yeah. I don't like have any like prepared. That's you don't you don't have to. It's he asks it to everybody. You can say (laughs) no, or you can come up with a shitty question. Um. Oh God. You don't have to have a question. It's fine. We can move on. Okay. You don't have to have a question. That's just the the question is, do you have any questions? And you can say no. No. That's an answer. All right. Thinking about asking you a question all week. Yep. Well, if anyone else wants to give some questions to Justin because he dearly needs some, you can drop some questions on us at Twitter at Working P Pod or on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. 
hashtag jdubs questions asking some questions all right so let's keep it on moving on keep it on moving down the road so last time we talked we were in west chetty land of the free home of the brave adjacent westchester uh you're going to westchester university the same time asher roth was there so good for you big shout out to asher roth fan of the oh show listener I of the remember. show yep yep i hate college or i love college right what and shane gillis oh ah, shout out shane Shane Gillis. I don't He's think a I comedian. Know. He's hilarious. Um, yeah, really funny. Uh, so okay, so then let's keep it moving. So you're what you're at Westchester, you're an art student. What was life like there? Were you commuting? Were you living there? And I think former guest of the show, friend of the show, Daniel Costanzo was there at the same time. And she was. And yeah. Did Janine or oh, shit? Did your sister was yeah, she at Janine, Danielle? Um, obviously, like Danielle's ex-husband went there and like just yeah, there was um we I mean we built like a little friend group. It was kind of cute. Aww, nice. um, yeah, I eventually after my sister, my sister graduated before me, and after my sister graduated, I ended up moving in with like four girls Oof. when I was like 25. Oof. Yeah. Well, you'd think like it was like the worst experience of my life, but they were actually like probably like the chillest people I've ever lived with. Yeah. Like they were just there was never any drama. Super sweet. Like help yourself to whatever you want. Like it was was definitely a good experience. I've lost friends by living with them. It's like, do you, I mean, Bethany, I know you weren't there, but Crease, you were there one time. And I think you slept over, I think one time, Crease and Justin, you'd been there, but I had a house on Markle street in Roxborough. Yeah. And it was like that place there. Like I lived there with a couple buddies and there was like, I was there like the longest consistently. And then there was like a bunch of people that would come in and out and like whatever. It was, dude, like you get so, I get, I would get so fucking mad at like, like people just leave their shit everywhere. No one does the dishes. And it's just like, and I was like the, I was the youngest guy in the house, but I was responsible for making sure all the bills got paid and like the house was clean and like all this stuff. I fucking hated it. It's the worst. You know, and all everyone did was like smoke weed all day and party and do stuff. And then like our house turned in like a party house. So people just like come over to do drugs. So even when you didn't want to like smoke, people like, hey, man, I'm coming over to smoke. And you're like, well, great. And then when people didn't have stuff, they would just come over and smoke your shit. You know what I mean? So it just sucked. It was uh, I mean, it was fun, but it was also like the fucking worst. Also, I had a room. I had the smallest room in the house. It was I had a full size bed in the room and it touched three walls. It was do you remember that room, Justin? No, right? I, can, I can only picture the first floor in the basement in the back deck. Yeah, yeah. Brutal, brutal stuff. But either way, so let's uh, keep it on moving down the road. So you're living with four girls in Westchester. How was that? Um, it, Like I said, like it was easy breezy. They were like really sweet girls. I I haven't talked to them in too long, but right. it was it was actually kind of funny. Um I remember going to my one friend's wedding and her brother looks at me and he goes, Yo, weren't you like the 30 year old that was like living with them? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I was 24, but yeah, that was me. Uh they all like had it in their head that I was like 30. I mean, um, eh, whatever. That's probably a good thing though. And then Okay, so then you're living, and then you would graduate, right? And what would you major in? I was an art major, and literally, I'm 
I'm really, I'm good at art. Yeah. Um, this was literally like process of elimination. Like, I don't know how to like not take a math class and like get a college degree. Sure. And like, people don't realize that when like you like haven't like, it was like, okay, like the last time I took like a legit math class was in high school and mm. here I am 25 and going to college. Mm. That's a language. Like I, I stopped learning. Mm. And like, so it was really tough for me. And honestly, being an art major is a lot harder than people give it credit for, give you credit for. Um, like it's like staying up all night, like troubleshooting, like making a sculpture, Ooh. like out of foam core or like in half the time, like something like you just make, like you're, you spend like hours and hours and hours on it. And you just totally shit the bed. Like at the last minute, you just try something. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure this is going to work. And it turns out this material, like I didn't, I didn't do it correctly. Mm. So, yeah. um, you know, honestly, the experience of like being like a fine arts major is definitely way harder than people realize. What's your favorite canvas to use? Like, what was your favorite thing to like, were you, were you, did you like the molding or did you like the painting? No. Like what was yeah. your gimmick? I kind of like realized that like, um, I didn't really like, it would annoy me that I would spend so much time on a project and like, I would like paint a self portrait and like, we'd put it up for class and like, we'd critique and my teacher would look at me and she goes, like, you know, you kind of like Bilbo Baggins your ears. And I was like, holy shit. I spent <laughs> so much time on my ears. Like, and so that frustrated me, like painting, like realistically. And then I realized like I could just get a giant canvas with spray paint and like stencil things. And it would look like something you would sell. And so that's what I would do. Nice. I would just create like mixed media art. Um, I'd like to say like I was doing like the nails and twine thing before other people. Oh, a little bit more creative. Nice. Yeah. Like, I definitely like I had fun with it once I was allowed to. And do you think like that? Did you enjoy like, did you enjoy? I'll tell you this. One of the things I think about this show that attracts people to being on it is the ability to flex that creative muscle. Right. Like, for instance, like you see a guy like Strong Stem Steve Cabot, the co-host of The Weekend Poppin', which is available every Friday at noon and has a back roll or a back uh, backlog of episodes available now on all podcast platforms and YouTube where expects podcast. <clears throat> Either way, you see a guy like that and you don't think like super creative, but he has like this creative angst. It's it's his way that he does it. But I think like having an outlet for that creativity or for that showmanship or spontaneity or something like that is a very good and positive thing so when you were going through this art class and finding all these different mediums to work on were was that like did you find joy in flexing that creative bone or uh -huh. like was that what kept you going or how did you find like like you know go ahead. Um, honestly like i kind of realized like one of the things i gave myself was like uh a little bit of forgiveness when it came came to like money like when yeah. i was like working on my senior project i was like screw this like you're not gonna worry about money because that's all i worry about when it comes to like projects that i come up with i'm like you don't have the time and you don't have the money yeah. be practical and yeah. i put them all off so that's the one thing i threw and i can tell you at one point in time i tried to build a Nintendo out of cardboard, a gigantic Nintendo. Um, that was part of my like senior project. And I spent a lot of money on brand new cardboard. 
And I eventually had like a ball, like just destroying it and throwing it in a dumpster because I had to scrap that project. But like, but like, it was like one of the gifts, like I gave myself and like getting excited, even like getting excited for projects like that is really fun. Yeah. Even if you eventually have to like put your hands up and say like, no, I can't do this. Yeah. Like, it's really like fun to get like this, like, like talking about it for like weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then I have to look at everyone and say, I can't do this. (laughs) Still, I mean, like trying it. And one of the things I find that's more like, I guess, intoxicating about doing this type of thing and, and, you know, creating content, as they say, and Justin, I want to get your take on this as well is that when you have an idea in your mind and like it's an idea that you've had, but you're able to manifest it and see it come to life. Like once you're able to do that and and show yourself that you can do these things by just sticking to it and having an idea and figuring it out, that becomes more of a drive than, you know, getting a degree or or having like you want to have good work that it's your creativity coming to life. Justin, do you find that with this show? Right well, when you're here. Yeah, yeah. I've done this show. I've done other mediums. And like the fun of it is like I you can come up with something and then try it and then you get a reaction in some aspect or another. A lot of it's a swing and a miss on this back end <laughs> show. I'll tell you that. That's the fun of it. Like it's a good time. I don't know. Like, especially anything you're you're taking time to like concentrate on and then you can move it to the next step makes you feel some sense of like I'm doing something with the gift, the art, whatever the hell you want to call mm-hmm. it. Even if it's penis jokes, it is still, I don't know. Yeah. Fun, fun to Pen- share. Penis jokes are art. That's for sure. Uh, Bethany, did you have, do you have anything like that? You know, besides obviously coming on here, doing an amazing job. Uh, but what, did you have something that you can flex your creative work or, you know, your, your, creative yeah, bone? actually, um, I think like seven or eight years ago, I joined a writing group in Bucks County and I met a couple ladies through there and we're actually in like 10 days or something or less than that publishing our third short story collection of uh, books of stories. Yeah. So we um, do like women's uh, fiction kind of stuff and we did one in 2021 in 2021 and now we have a third one coming out and just not only me being able to write but also being able to see other people like we have people that submit stuff from around the world so being able Ooh. to like read other people's creative stuff i think is really yeah gets the creative juices a flow in like you're talking to a bunch of different folks with different you know perspectives working perspectives <laughs> Uh, I think there's like something about going out there and like looking to be exposed to other people's creativity that really helps your own creativity grow. Yeah. It kind of gives you like a safe place to to vent, your, like to let your creativity out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, that's cool. Hey, what? Uh, so with your books, let us know because then I'll promo it on the show and we'll shout it out. Okay, yeah. thank yeah, you. Yeah, of course you can even be on. I mean, well, I'll have you on the pop and you can promote the stories. You know and that'd be cool that's awesome good for you that's great awesome very cool nice uh speaking of content that was a swing and a miss i was going through like our some of our early stuff that we would do and i had these ideas and dude i remember having these ideas and being like there is no way 
this shit ain't gonna go viral you know like this is gonna hit so there was a couple ideas i had uh oh god i don't even want to say this um one of them was with party boy pete mccormick it was called 90 seconds of 90 day fiance where pete would have and we did like 10 of these where pete would come on <laughs> and he would be it would say like he would give like a like a wraparound like just a 90 second like summary of this couple that's on the show 90 day fiance i don't know if you've ever seen that show yeah but it's basically like uh immigrants convince these stooges to marry them so they can get citizenship it's kind of 100 percent, 90 percent what it is and the relationships never work out and it's crazy but Pete was like obsessed with it and I couldn't believe it. So he did that. And then another one we had was with Alan Bach did this thing. God, this is so bad looking back on it. Um, he did a thing called the date you hate, right? Where he would pretend to be, he would be, he'd pretend to be like a different person from a different time in history each time. And he would come on and complain about something and be like you know it's blah 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 like one time he's like you know it's 18 june 6 1876 and i was coming home from plowing the fields and my damn donkey died so now i gotta <laughs> plow myself like you know like doing that and he's like and that's the date and that's what i hate right and that dude i thought that shit was so funny when we were doing it and it is not <laughs> right like looking back i'm like god it's like not not funny like not, yeah, yeah i kind of am interested the dates you hate yeah. but also it was the production value that was also funny because it was like it's not like we have great production value now but in comparison to the early days you know and then we had another one uh god it was like a video game review one and then we had i had one where someone would come on it would be like a recommendation for a movie or whatever or tv show it was like there was a couple that were it was tough and it was on like my on the old editing software we used to use it was fun though so okay let's keep it on moving on down the road so Lauren, you graduate from you graduate from West Chetty with an art degree. Congratulations on that, by the way. But but what while this is going on, you and like I've done it. Justin never had to do this because he's only had jobs where he gets privileged to drive around in a car all day like a lazy bum. But I've worked in bars and restaurants and it's a tough job. And you've done it shop. also. You worked at Papa John. It's a pizza <laughs> shop. That's You're it. a racist. I've had many. I've worked in a warehouse. I've operated a forklift. I just have currently. But you've I never worked for, in a restaurant. Nope, he never has. And he has no respect for the restaurant or food service industry. That's why he steals. He steals. So, <laughs> <laughs> so either way, let's keep it going. Um, all right. So let's go down. Let's 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 talk about it, Lauren. Oh, so, God. Which one do you want to start with? Well, I'm, I'm gonna to I'm gonna name a bunch and you can start wherever you want. So we got Friendlies, we got yeah. Uno Chicago yeah. Grill, we Three got years. William Penn in, we got that was, that was eight years. What else? Uh, a I macaroni know. grill. I actually worked at Tex Mex and I got fired from Tex Mex. <laughs> Tex Mex macaroni <laughs> grill. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Where else? Oh god, I'm trying to think of other ones. Um Did you work at like uh, Ruby Tuesdays or Applebee's? No. Or... Um then well, I had a bunch Benigans? of like, uh, Did you No, work I had a bunch of like retail stints too, where oh I would work retail. Oh, and I actually I delivered pizzas most recently, like last mm. year. 
Oh, cool. Dude, I'll tell you, that's something that like when my when my wife divorces me and I have to pay child support, I know I'm going to have to get a side job working in retail and I'm dreading it. No, you're not going to just no, you're never going to work in retail. No, there are people that are made for retail and there are people that it's just you're not going to do that. I hope we go back into the restaurant business. It's terrifying. This thought of retail. I mean, the thought of both is terrifying. I'm just not, honestly, you need to be in like restaurant shape to work at a restaurant. Like it's fucking tough. You know? I mean, you, know. like, you don't have to like, I, I reset like a whole entire wedding to like be in restaurant shape. Like all you have to do is like be willing to like, kind of like, I don't know. True. It's and by social right like, i feel like you can you can wing it like being like in your like 30s like and yeah being social and like not have to work as hard you're still doing work like by being social you're bringing in money yeah i just also i don't want to do a lot of, you know the drugs <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> gonna be offering you so don't worry yeah i'll just be like hey guys you could work at chick-fil-a oh it's like a hard job i would not want to work at chick-fil-a i would work there just for chicken i'll tell you that right <laughs> now not gonna get, nobody's gonna give you any chicken though <laughs> oh they'd be like no sorry you have to pay full price and actually we'd like you to pay extra you and your boyfriend can't have chicken here <laughs> yeah be like your brother's gay so you're paying double <laughs> dude there's yeah. this lady at this chick-fil-a i go to that's so fucking happy it makes me like you brought her up before on the show it you really don't shit. like this I'm about to ask her if she wants to be on the show so happy. Yeah. i'm gonna that- track her down though ask her hey fan of the show listen we're gonna get the chick-fil-a lady that i'm so upset with on the show and you're just gonna grill her for why she's, she's so happy. nice like like it's like comes through the speaker peppy and then you pull up to the john you give her a card and she's like hello and i was like get the fuck out of here like you're not that like they're not paying you enough to act like that and there's what? no way you really act like that but she always acts like that and now it's making me matter and matter every time i see her Maybe she actually is and that makes me even more upset then yeah i mean jesus jesus's chicken has that effect on people justin you know it's the Lord's chicken she's dealing. All right. I have so, snugs. The Lord's snugs. Amen. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Lauren, do you have any horror stories from the thousands of restaurants you've worked at? Okay. This is one of my favorites. It's actually, this is, oh God, it's another we story. Could do, we could do a show of just fucking restaurant horror stories. You know okay. what I mean? Oh God. I can't, I can't tell the, oh, I have like so many good ones. Um, okay. I'm going to tell you the story about how I got fired from Uno's Chicago grill. Shout out. Okay. I worked there for three years and I was the worst. I was the worst server. I would have a list of things. I've like, I have a terrible attention problem, never been diagnosed. And like, I would just get distracted, like forget about my tables. And like, I, at one point in time, like I would pay for like, anytime I would forget something, I would pay for like a dessert for my table. Mm-hmm. And eventually like the managers had to come to me and be like, um, listen, you're not making any money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're buying 20 you desserts a night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when I would like, there were times like I would show up late and they loved me cause I was sweet. Right. And so they would give me like the dirtiest jobs in the restaurant to do, like when I was late. And they'd be like, Lauren, again, like just go clean that shelf that nobody's ever seen the top of. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the day I got fired, um, it was like the last straw. And I came in and I had actually rollerbladed from like 
I was living near the William Penn Inn and I rollerbladed all the way to like Uno's, like on 309, I was rollerblading to work. Why? Because I didn't have a car at the time. So but I was like, why? But, but rollerblade? rollerblade? I didn't what? have a bike either. I think my bike was probably at my parents' house. I needed to get to work. I so would rather have ridden a fucking llama than rollerbladed. <laughs> Are you okay, kidding well, me? When you were 20 years old and you needed to get to work, were you really thinking about like, how to get there like so would you did you have your shoes tied together like around your shoulders or in a, I backpack? Had them in a backpack and okay. i got there and sean my man how many times did you fall on the way there i never fell i never fell i was very careful all right good for you um, so i got there and my manager looked at me and he goes lauren like i'm sorry like this is just the last time like i'm sorry we're gonna have to let you go and after like i was like literally like on rollerblades basically you're like you had the rollerblade home like, and shit. like sweating <laughs> profusely <laughs> I'm like, rollerblade home i get it i get it and um then it started it started downpouring oh. like and i couldn't even rollerblade home oh my god <laughs> so you're just standing there with like your blades and just no, I like... like put like them over my shoulder and like i put on my shoes and i just like walked home and i remember like my boyfriend at the time calling me and he, he would be he was like do you want me to come pick you up and i'm like no, I think I just have to walk. <laughs> this is my penance. I have to walk through this rain. Oh my god, yeah. that's brutal. That yeah. is brutal. Uno sucks, by the way. You're fired. Be like, all right, just give me a minute to strap my rollerblades back on because I have to. Like, <laughs> back Man, Whew, God. So- I mean, honestly, I have a laundry list of like horror stories from restaurants, but yeah, that one, like, I mean, it's, it was interesting. Like working like banquets was like a whole new ball game. Mm. Like I started like working at the William Penn Inn and we would just serve like weddings, like bar mitzvahs. Yeah. I remember at one point in time, like, oh God, (laughs) one point in time, like we would flag the wedding and like, I remember this like groomsman like walking away with like uh, like a champagne bottle and i was like nope and he's like what and i was like yep the wedding's over we gotta go <laughs> good for you Man. no but like the, it, it would literally it, it was actually we were legally not allowed to serve them alcohol at a certain right, right, right. time yeah yeah so like the wedding's over you're done yeah no, would definitely, like, i've been that i've been that guy where i tried to steal booze i remember i gave somebody a rock bottom in the middle of the dance floor after they said no more booze and then i went and tried to get booze and they're like you definitely have to leave and i was like to you you know as no surprise the scumbags i come from one of my like family's weddings the the wedding got flagged they're like we're not serving anymore and my one female cousin hopped the bar and just like while the guy's like trying to wrestle she's just grabbing beers and bottles and throwing them into the crowd (laughs) <laughs> nice okay i've never seen a wedding get flagged yeah they mm. were straight up like we're not serving any of you any more alcohol yeah wow. have, uh speaking of bar and bot mitzvahs has anyone ever been to a bar slash bot mitzvah i have or a mitzvah in general i have they are i'll tell you that's a fucking time it's a time they Riotous. spare they spare no expense at a mitzvah On i TV. went i went to a dual bar bot mitzvah for wow. friends of mine, they were it was brother and sister, and they were close in age. So like, we're just gonna do a double, double whammy. And one synagogues incredibly comfortable, right? They have like 
movie theater chairs and stadium seating and they're serving like oh they oh great hats and they serve in like apple cider and stuff and oh did you have to to. they so when you come to a bar mitzvah like if you come to the 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 beginning part, whatever you call that, the part where they go to the church, the synagogue. The synagogue. They're like, yeah. do you want to put a yarmulke on? And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I don't think so. <laughs> like, uh, like, my grandfather's alive. I don't think I'm allowed to. They were like, do you want to put a yarmulke on? And I was like, yarmulke, give me a yarmulke. You know, <laughs> threw it on, rocked it. Not gonna lie. I just remember, I do remember what I was wearing. Also, I had a navy blue Tommy Hilfiger shirt a chain that looked like stone cold steve austin's chain i had khakis and then i had fila's stefan marbury's that were fresh so yeah that's what was this uh it was max and pearl gray's bar bot bot bar mitzvah i don't know how that goes i was at a dual i was at a dual and a single oh the singles for like a rich kid and it was wild oh a rich kid mitzvah Oh my what was god! Was it double tree in Philly? And I was in like seventh grade, and I wow. had never been like like in a hotel that night. So like I didn't even know hotels had lobbies until right. that day. Sure, and you I showed up in jean shorts. Yeah, yeah, barbot mitzvah. Shout out. So okay, let's keep it going then. So you kind of maybe graduate. Well, no, you would then work at William Penn Inn for a while. Oh, I do want to ask you this. So were you one of the people working the, like a, like a wedding or whatever that during the cocktail hour, they have like the trays of snacks. Was that you? Would you do that? Yeah. No. Um, Yeah. I was a banquet server and I, um, I would, you know, I started off as that person and then I would eventually be the one like making sure like the bride and groom were okay. And then I would have was the manager and I never got to bartending. They eventually like hired me as a bartender, but then I ended up moving. So I, was- so I have some questions for you. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. try to observe the banquet servers during the cocktail hour. Right. So mm-hmm. answer me some questions, right? Yeah. If you're a guest, do you guys like the guests that are close to the door where you come into the banquet, right? Where you're like, you're coming in with a tray. And two, what is the best tray to have? Because in my mind, you want a tray that no one's taking shit off. It's like a shitty vegetable something, right? And no one's eating it. So it's like, hey, you want some of this? No. And you can just keep walking around. You don't have to go back and forth all the time. Because if you have the cheesesteak spring rolls, you're fucking in and out, right? You're, you're hot cake, you know? Or yeah. like the crab rangoon. Like oh, if you got goons, like, oh, uh, goons we are gone. Like, the goons yeah. are gone. You know, we you would like goons don't last. each other though. Like it would be like we would um we would first of all like put toothpicks in all of it, and it would be like a challenge to see like who could get done the fastest. And we'd like circle the wedding, and like it would be like my goal. I'd be like, yo. And when I had a really bad one, I would like mess with like the like the um the guests of the wedding. I'd be like, come on, you know, you want like some of this, like. What was it like? Uh, like something like I'm trying to think. Vegetable uh, a quiche. Roll. You want? Yeah. You no, know, you you know you want a quiche. Come on. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> yes, I already know you, lady. Yeah. yeah, of course. I've been craving a key, a little quiche, mini quiche all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, it would just we make it our goal, and sometimes like they would like literally like pounce on you, like if you had like pigs in a blanket, like forget it. Yeah, bacon wrap scallops. Oh man, yeah, exactly. Oh. 
but now it's like kind of annoying. I like go to weddings and I like helicopter mom, like weddings. I'm like, um, why don't you have like, I think you need an extra like set of chairs on like the groom side right now. I don't know if you can see how many people are standing or, you know, uh, don't you think it's about time to cut the cake? <laughs> what? Really? Good really? Pacing. Yeah. Like I'm very like anal retentive, like when it comes to weddings. Wow. You seem yeah. like a great guest. No, well, it's not, it's, it's honestly, it's not fun. It's not even fun for me. Yeah. I don't even like, I'm like mostly just annoyed that like the, the children haven't been served yet. Yeah. Like, oh, dude. Yeah. Number one thing, get food get in these children. kids and then play some shout and get them exhausted. Exactly. That's the name of the game. All right. Yes. We're not playing around here. Let these kids run around like crazy people. Give them a glow stick. Let him go nuts and then let him fall asleep in the car. That's what we're doing here. All right. Give him some chicken nuggets and shit. Up. I do like now the new thing with weddings is that they have like takeaway food where mm-hmm. it's like they're like the cheesesteak station or something like wrap this up to go because everyone's going to need it kind of thing, which I'm a big fan of that. Big, big fan. Yeah, no, it's definitely really nice to be at the end of a wedding and like have a mac and cheese station or like a cheesesteak station. I remember, God, I forget where Bach got married, Alan Bach, but the his wedding reception was like the best fucking place ever. It was in it was someplace in the city that does like really good weddings. But yeah, shout out to them, fans of the show, listeners. Hey, yeah, right. They had a martini mashed potato bar, and my little mm. brother walks up to me, hammer. One of you leaves and he goes, I've had fucking 10 mashed potato martinis. What? A mashed potato martini? It would be served in a martini glass and they'd give you like a scoop of mashed potatoes and then you could like walk through the bar and like have like bacon bits and sour cream and a little yeah. cheese. But it'd be like in a martini glass and you could eat it. It was just like a fun like thing. But he was there and he like leans in. He's like, I've had 10 mashed potato martinis. That does sound pretty good. That's I will say. But yeah, I was like, that's cool. I'm glad you <laughs> ate so much mashed potatoes. Yeah, aren't we all nice? Okay, so let's keep moving then. So you're done at William Penn. Inn. When did you start your gig now teaching? Okay, so basically what happened is after I had my daughter, um, how old is your daughter? She's seven. Okay, Avery. Um, she's so seven. And when I had her, like, I kind of like had this idea in my head that like, oh, like maybe I'll be a stay at home mom. We're thinking about having other kids. And I just like, really, that was not like in my genes. Not your game. Um, I've always been like a worker. And, um, so basically, um, my ex-husband's, um, family, like found me this gig to do aftercare and I would come in as an aftercare teacher and, um, I ended up being like pretty good at it and I would work a couple hours. Like I was right after I had a baby, I would work a couple hours, you know, come home by six and it was a pretty, like, it was an easy and fun job. Yeah. And, um, I worked there for probably like three or four years, kind of like worked my way up the totem pole until I was the director. Yeah. And, um, actually, and they liked me so much in between, they actually would feel like put me in as a long-term sub. So I was like the assistant to the second grade class at that point in time. Okay. And then I ended up, um, I ended up leaving that school and following the principal down. Well, no, I ended up like going down to another school, um, St. John's, sorry, I'm not supposed to mention it, but, um, I ended up going down to another school and I started off in aftercare there too. And two years ago, randomly like the art teacher was like during COVID the art teacher just up and quit like mid-year 
like just she was just like I'm done yeah and I would like I basically went to my principal and my vice principal and I was like well I don't have a teaching degree but like I would be remiss if I didn't like take this opportunity yeah. And I threw my name in the hat and they gave me K1 art. And now I think like, it's actually to a point where they just like love me, but they're not sure what they want me to do there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're just like, ah, you, you're going to be the lunch lady. You're going to be the kindergarten and first grade art teacher. You're going to do aftercare. And then you're also going to be the assistant to the vice principal. And we're going to figure all that stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wear a lot of hats at the school where oh. I work. Well, honestly, that just shows the quality of like not only worker, but person you are, where it's like you're you're in this role, but you're willing to help and do anything. And you've always been that way, like very helpful and kind. So glad to see that this has worked out for you and that you're really excelling at this because, you know, you, you know, you get to work with kids. Right. And you get to, you know, teach all day and have fun and all that stuff. But does your art degree train? I'm, I'm assuming it transcends to the teaching. Like, does that come in handy when you're working with the kids as far as like, I don't know, arts and crafts and projects and things like that goes? It definitely does. And the nice thing is like, I'm able to like be like, I'm, I'm able to like come up with my own projects. Like yeah. nobody gives me a curriculum. Like I, I have like one project that I do with them where it's like, they like make a collage and I make a photocopy of it. And then they make a collage out of the photocopy. And then I photocopy it again. And like, I just came up with that and they have so much fun with it. Aww. And like, it's all like my creative energy. Yeah. Um, which is really, really awesome. That is awesome. Uh, that's, that's what we were talking about where it's, your idea coming to life there's that's like an intoxicating intoxicating feeling you know you, what i mean you know, try seeing like a bunch of little kids getting excited about oh something. that's fucking like, it's really that's awesome like it's cheesy but it's so rewarding. It's not cheesy that's <laughs> not cheesy that's the kind of shit that that's what it's really like i mean you know i'm not trying to get on a soapbox but that's legit what life's all about you know, like getting to see a kid react to something that you came up with. You should very much take pride in that and the fact that you have the ability to do that. And if someone scoffs at that or laughs at that or tries to put that down, they're just a cunt and they have no idea like anything, you know, what that's, it takes to do that. that. Or they're they're like just unhappy with themselves and want to put you down to make themselves feel better. And those type of people need to be shot in the fucking head. So either way, let's keep it moving. So you're working at the school. Everything's going good there. Uh, I do want to talk about that, or I do have some questions for you because we are coming towards the top of time. Uh, Bethany, did you have anything you wanted to say to Lauren? Um, just solidarity on not being, not having that in your genes. I am a one and done mom and I had a really hard time trying to stay home with my kid too. Yeah. So I think sometimes people think that like, you know, this is what a mom looks like mm. and like that did not work for me and it's just refreshing to hear somebody else actually like say that out loud i think that's more common than people would think the whole like you know like the stay-at-home mom gimmick i think that's a thing of the past you know like i i know that there's still people that want to do that and, and more own debt and more power to them <laughs> but you know i think that i i just think that people want to work and want to earn and want to achieve, you know, and I talk think... to other adults. Yeah. Like you yeah. lose your identity. Yeah. Isolated. I was talking to my mom today and she goes, this is the first time. Like I've had, like, I have had like time for myself, like in eight. Oh, God. Mm. I was like, wow, that's tough. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I had a buddy who has five kids and during the mm. pandemic, his office. Yeah. Five, yeah. Fucking right. Yeah. But at his office had to ch- had the opportunity to vote to either continue to work from home or go back into the office. And he was like pulling hard and trying to get everyone to vote to go back into the office because legit. He said he's like, I'll talk to some people on the phone about some computer software stuff. But he's like, I get no adult interaction at home, you know, like besides his wife. But he's like, they both, you know, after a while, it's like they both want to talk to somebody else. You know what I mean? So like that adult interaction is important. And like, you know, I don't know. It is fun to like, in a way, there are sometimes work can be good. There are good things about working and stuff like that. And you know, because I know Justin is a lazy son of a bitch, but if it was ev- all day, every day, where all he did was lay around and smoke weed and play the same video games every day, he would get bored after a while. You'd think that, but it's not true. <laughs> dog, I a... love the pandemic. I wasn't. Wor- I oh, dog. How I... tough was it for you to go back to work, Justin? Dude, I didn't go until the point where they almost fired me. And I was like, fine, I'll fucking go. But I'm not happy about it. <laughs> wow. Must be nice. Dude, so, yeah. Talking no. to people sucks, yo. <laughs> be home alone. Television is your god. And lay on your couch, yo. It's banging. Yeah, there has I to mean, be a job that pays you for that. Right? There isn't. I know. Uh, Only fans. About this. Justin, if you want yeah, My feet yeah. aren't pretty enough. I have to go to work. Oh, man. Talk, I, all, my <laughs> Just wait till I start peddling feet. Just you wait till I start peddling feet. Stay-at-home dad with no kids. That's all I want to be, yo. You want to be a stay-at-home dad with no kids? Yeah. yeah. You don't want children. No. But you've repeatedly like said on this show you don't want kids. No. I want to be a stay-at-home dad. I'll take care of the dog or maybe the dishes like one time a week. I might vacuum and that's it. You know, not a stay stay at home husband. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're clear on what a dad is. (laughs) (laughs) Just being pretty, you know, just walking around being pretty. That's yeah. it, you know. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just pretty. Just be you know, an eye candy. Just have a good, a- just have yeah. a good attitude. Just a total trophy husband. That's what I you thought are. he was gonna say. I just have a good ass, not a good attitude. <laughs> <laughs> just a piece of meat, you know. I've seen it. It's not great. No. Yeah. Skinny. No, you know what are you gonna do? But it's not, you know. I mean, he is taller than five eleven. So I guess us guys that are five eleven or taller, we're pretty much eye candy. You know what I mean? So that's how that goes um okay well wait a minute can everyone on this call corroborate that you're 511 because i of feel course, like of course. justin was a little shaky on this what justin what i'm 511 <laughs> justin we went and saw a movie the other day together and we we're basically <laughs> eye to eye <laughs> yeah i was you're totally... as tall as my little brother no, he's not, not, not. i am way taller than young bradley i no, tower not. over young bradley i tower <laughs> i am a legit a g- i'm like so tall i, no, I you have know to like you can duck just go under to the dmv doorways. and lie and just tell them you're six foot and they'll put it on your driver's license we'll that just mean, do it they put everything on my driver's license like points you know it sucks all right but either way all right i have some questions for you lauren and also for you bethany uh lauren i will start with you what was your favorite movie at the age of 10 oh god at the age of 10 yeah yeah i feel like it was like the babysitter's club or something 
It would be now and then some yeah. kind of happy now horse shit. Ooh, now and then. Now and then is, is a good one. Yep. I have a sister and that happy it's horse shit was on at my house. And I fuck Anne of Green Gables. Did you guys watch Anne of Green Gables or Anne no, of Avonlea? No. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff was legit. Shoot me in the fucking head. Uh, what, what about your, what was your favorite movie at 10, Matt? You talking to me, sir? Yeah. Oh, you're Matt. Tough. Age of 10. Mm, oh, it would be 1995 for me. Yeah, same. Uh, God. It's sad that it's the yeah. same movie then as it is now for me. You know, Hook is way up there. Who Mighty Ducks 2 is way up there. God, Age of 10. I might have to say. Richie Rich. Richie Rich was way up there. Donald's house. Shout out fucking Macaulay Culkin, fan of the show, listener of the show. Oh, my God. He was all over our TVs as a kid. Man. Um, The correct answer, Matt, is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. (gasps) I love that movie. I love it. Great one. When I was 10 and to this day. Still the best movie. God, Age of Ten. I I I might have to say Mighty Ducks D two or God Ninja Turtles two Secret of the Ooze. Ah, so many. Gosh, well you know, or Hook. Hook was also way up there for me. Yeah, probably came out when we were about ten. What? I was trying to think of when Hook came out. Hook was like early. Not. I was still in California when Hook came out, so I was like seven. So, okay, uh, Bethany, your favorite movie, The Age of Ten? Okay, so my parents let us watch, it's weird because they were super, like, conservative Christians, but there we could watch, like, R-rated movies by the time I was, like, six or seven. Okay. So by that time, and it's still in my top five, I would, like, put the VHS in all the time, probably because I had a thing for the two main characters, but True right. Lies... Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis. Tom Stop it. Tom, Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold was the co-star. It's such Bill Paxton. Oh, it is Billy such Paxton. a good movie. Oh, such true lies. Dude, a young Elijah Dushku as the daughter. Never oh, seen. yeah. Is that who Dana is? Yeah. Dana's Elijah Dushku? Who the fuck yeah. is Dana? Dana, get to That's the chopper! Oh. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, I never knew that was Elijah Dushku. It's funny yeah. that you know she's Elijah Dushku and I know her as Dana, but yeah. like literally I didn't know that was her. to this day, I'll I just in... learned that. I believe she's yeah, married no. to Rick Fox also. Get the fuck out of here. Elijah Dushku's married to Rick Fox. Yeah. Get the fuck I don't know She's just okay getting I fucking tanked on the rag. <laughs> yeah, how about it? As she on. should. Yeah, how about it? Good for her. Nice. Okay, let's keep it moving. Uh, next question: What is your favorite movie now, Miss Crease? Uh, Groundhog Day. Wow, good. Have you movie. ever heard the things about how like how long he was really stuck in that time loop? Yeah, I have. Isn't that I interesting. How long it is? Um, ten thousand years. It's what? Heartening too. Like hearing about like how miserable he was making like this gem of a movie that we like everybody like loves. And like, you're like Bill Murray, like literally, I think it was the reason that him and Harold Ramis like stopped being friends. Oh, really? Over Groundhog's Day? Yeah, over Groundhog's Day. Really? I'm pretty sure it was Groundhog Day. Yeah. Who was a dick? Harold Ramis? No, no, Bill. Bill Murray, duh. Bill's Murray, Bill's like famously a dick. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Everyone like then, loves. Like, Bill. like I don't know when Bill it happened. Murray. There was like one day in like 2012 when I like woke up and everyone was like, "Bill Murray's the fucking man," and I was like, "He," I was like, "He's always been a dick." Him and Chevy Chase got in a fist fight. But that's because Chevy Chase. Well, is a I dick. hope he got in a fist fight yeah, with Chevy Chase. I love Chevy Chase. 
I want Chevy slide, yo. Really? If if, we, if you can ask that question, Chevy or Bill, yo, I'm Chevy old. Day. Whoa! All good. right, I'm writing that down. We can't we can't forget that. Yeah. All right. I'm not anti Bill Murray, but yes, like, you are. Yes, you are. You asshole. That, Chevy has better movies. He's funnier. Really? Yeah. Was it? Remind me. Was Chevy Chase in Ghostbusters? No. No. Was Was Bill Murray in Fletch? Did he? No. Need Bill to Murray was in was... What About Bob, which is a Did treasure. Yeah. Was oh was Chevy, oh was Chevy Chase in Stripes? I know. I like Stripes too. Yeah. You're an asshole. Why would you even say that? I'm yeah. listening right now, Justin. Bill Murray's hearing all of this. Yeah, I'm he's sorry. on the phone right now. All right. So, okay. Uh, Bethany, your favorite movie, present day um that's tough but i feel like it's probably high fidelity do you guys remember that one it's um that one's also fairly old but i think it's in the 2000s like john cusack jack black they own like a record store oh my god goes through like he talks about the number of times she rubs her feet and the yeah i know yeah 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 yeah, yeah, it's oh, just shit. a good one. I love John Cusack. That is, and Tim Robbins is banging his chick, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And shout out Lisa Bonet. Oh my God, Foxy Lady in that Whoop. movie. Wait, so you was who- that like, was that like the more mature like Empire Records? I guess so. No. Yeah. yeah well, no, because it, it was. Because Empire Records was about like based around a group of characters. So Empire Records was almost like Breakfast Club in a record store, I would say. Right. But High Fidelity is it's really based around two characters. And it's more of like a uh, it's kind of like like a romance slash. Yeah. Like it's almost like it's not swingers in a record store, but it's like. The story of surviving a breakup and love lost in a record store and like the toils of love on heartache and everything like that. And John Cusack fucking dude, how about an underrated actor? He fucking kills it. He absolutely kills it and everything he's in. He's a great actor. Big fan of John Cusack. But yeah, no, uh, Lisa Bonet. Do we know who she's married to? Not anymore. They separated. (gasps) Her and Aquaman? Jason Momoa? Yeah, man. Drogo? What's your current favorite movie? Mine? God, that's tough. Like current. Uh, I'm just saying like recent, I guess, because like in my head, like my two there will be dude, I don't know. and Swiss Ka- Army Man are the two that like are like as an adult that I think are fantastic. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Casablanca's way up there. Gone with the wind is way up Even there. Not, like you saw them as a child. Yeah, What's but I didn't appreciate them. As an adult? Uh, Yo, another oh. solid classic is yeah. Goodfellas. I know we uh, talk about yeah. um godfather but goodfellas is we could do goodfellas or casino top not but it's hard to pick against i love goodfellas but i turn it off when uh honestly if it comes, gives ray the yeah. money and tells him he can't fuck with it anymore usually that's when i turn it off mm-hmm. honestly he tells him not to sell drugs and he does it anyway and the whole movie goes down from there and i know that's the point of the movie but i don't like it and i don't want to watch it yeah <laughs> you want to see him at the height I love it. It makes me sad after that. Honestly, I as far as Scorsese, I think I think this might be my favorite movie, Raging Bull. That's well, way favorite up there. movie of all time is definitely Roger, Who Framed Roger Rabbit for me. Rocky's way up there too. Rocky or Raging mm-hmm, Bull. Mm-hmm, Big mm-hmm. fan of both of those. I also love Indiana Jones one and three. I love two as a child, but it is ridiculous it's, now as yeah. an adult. But one and three still hold up. And one's probably like like if it's it's who framed Roger Rabbit and then uh Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then after that, I don't know. It might be Princess Bride. That movie's fantastic. Princess Bride does belong out there. 
Also, even like Catch Me If You Can. That's a really solid Dude, one. Dude, I was just thinking about that movie. Incredible movie. It's you see so the, the nice guys with uh oh Ryan, yeah, Ryan Gosling, Gosling and uh and yeah. uh Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, yeah. Came back on Netflix and I watched it for like the second time. I was like, this movie is fantastic. I just watched Clueless recently because it and... came back on Netflix. I was like, man, I have not watched that in like 20 years. Right. So Bullet Train. Did you see that? The new Brad Pitt movie? Yeah. How was it? It's fun, it's dumb. It's fun. I liked it. Where are you guys at with Wes Anderson movies? In oh, I love them. All of Dude, them you know it's a sleeper. Fox and the dog. I, I do. I love the, the, the fabulous Mr. Fox. I love that one. I've seen all the other ones. Fantastic Mr. Fox. But no, I love Wes Anderson. Life yeah. Aquatic, Tenenbaums, Rushmore. Magazine? Fucking love Rushmore. Grand Budapest the Hotel, The Isle of Dogs. The Grand Budapest Hotel was good. What was the one after that? The, what's the newest one where it's about the magazine? It has um, Benicio Del Toro and that chick from James Bond. It's like a, he flips through a magazine through the movie. I can't think of mm. the, the name. It's whatever what the newest What was the one is. with the kids at camp? Like six too. separate stories. It's really is good. Is that Moonrise? Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot too. Oh no! Are you talking about the one where they're in like uh God, like a, it's like an Eastern European city? God, where they have, they work in a like he's in a prison, right? And yeah, it's in black and white. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, that is a good one. That movie's great. I yeah. can't think of the name of it. Dude, he does great. I want to. I just love French how like Dispatch. Fr- refreshingly, he creative he is. Yeah, Moonrise mm-hmm. Kingdom has a. Uh... Ed Norton in it and the little kids. That one's real good. The Owl of Dogs, I didn't see. The Fantastic Mr. Fox, I didn't see. Dude, if it wasn't Hades from Hercules, who I had the hots for as a kid, it was Ed Norton. Uh, James Woods. Dude, you probably loved American History X, Ed Norton. Am I right? Or am I right? No. That was great, Norton. (laughs) That was great, Norton. That's not top-notch Norton. Fight Club is top-notch. Oh, that's top-notch Norton. Oh, that's great, Norton. <laughs> yeah. Dude. And then uh what is uh God, what's the what's the one where he plays a kid's entertainer? Smoochie, Death oh, to Smoochie. Oh, Death to Smoochie with Robin Williams. Robin, Robin Williams should have won the fucking Academy Award for that performance. Yo. When he's like, I got Mr. Boomy, Missy, I fucking lose it. He was so good in that movie. Remember that Absolutely horror movie with uh Robin Williams that came out like a couple of years after Death to Smoochie? I forget the name of the movie, but he plays like a villain who was works it at one a- hour photo. Yes, that's exactly. Exactly yeah. God, you're just man. That was a good one. You know, you seen Robin Williams like a creepy... dude. Robin Williams. Oh. When we lost him, that absolutely that ripped me apart. That hurt. Yeah. Dude, my, I, one I of my favorite fucked yeah. up. So I told you my favorite funny joke. You want to hear my favorite fucked up joke? Sure. Okay. You know what the sad part about Aladdin is? What? Oh, no. The genie hangs himself at the end. What? Oh fuck! Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Justin. You are. Oh, that's fun. Come on. That one or the Eric Clapton joke. I told that one here before. Where is she? It's fucked up, but it's funny because he would like that. I feel like he would like that joke. Did you hear the Eric Clapton one, Bethany? No, I didn't. Please. What's what's the difference between a baby and a bag of cocaine? (laughs) Tell me. Eric Clapton would never let a bag of cocaine fall out of a window. Wow, that's dark. That's fun, right? It's fun, right? Uh, I wish I had more like go-to jokes. I didn't. I got more. I got another phone. This one's a little longer. All right, so a guy walks in the bar. I'm a bartender. This guy's hammered. I'm like, dude, I can't serve you. He's like, I don't want to drink. I just want a dart. I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, you're too drunk. Can't play darts. He's like, just give me a dart. So I give him a dart. He throws it at the dartboard. 
hits the bullseye, throws his hands up. He's like, what do I win? I'm like, what do you win? I look underneath the bar. There's a, a turtle in a shoebox. I don't know. Some, one of the other bartenders must have left it on. I give him the turtle in the shoebox. He leaves the bar. A month later, he comes back. He's hammered again. I'm like, dude, I can't serve you. You're way too drunk. He's like, I don't want to drink. I just want a dart. And begrudgingly, I give him a dart. He goes over to the dartboard, nails the bullseye again, throws his hands up in the air. What do I win? I'm like, dude, what do you win? And I was like, what did I give you last time? And he was like, last time you gave me a roast beef on a hard roll. What? He ate the turtle. Oh, no. (laughs) No. It's not funny if you have to explain it, but he eats the turtle. (laughs) All right, so we ran into some technical difficulties. We reviewed a movie. What was the movie called? Which one? The one we were just talking about? Yeah, the one where Harry Styles is eating box. Oh, don't worry, darling. Oh, that's the name of it. Don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. All right, well, if you want to see Harry Styles, Munson Rug, uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, But we had some different. Oh, shout out Florence Pugh, fan of the show, listener of the show. To date Zach Braff. Florence Pugh's Florence Pubes in his mouth. (laughs) He's probably flossing with those things, man. Good for her. Shout out. Hey, I'm glad she kept the bush from Outlaw King, you know, she, you know, bold choice in that movie. But yeah, good for her. Good for Florence Pugh. Big fan. Uh, So, okay. So we're coming to the top of time. Obviously, Lauren had to drop uh, technical issues. No big deal. It was great having her on. Really a lot of fun. She was a great guest. Um, I've asked her if she'd be willing to come back on the show, and she said yes. So we're good there. Yep. Uh, But before we get out of here, Bethany, thank you so much for joining tonight. Always love having you on the show. You always kill it. If you were just available on November 30th, that would be great, but you're not. But either way, uh, anything you want to say to the DJ BJ skins fanatics before we take off? Yeah. I mean, keep it together through the end of the year. We're about to have our best year ever in 2023. Shout out. Remix. We are. Yeah. yeah Sick. We have to. Nice. All right. Very <laughs> it's the <good>. only option. <laughs> uh, anything else, uh, Bethany? Uh, the green. I'm a huge fan of the green tonight, well, Matt. I gotta say, you know, with this camera, it's <laughs> not hard to paint a masterpiece for all those listening. Old Uncle Maddie's wearing some green and uh fucking nailing it so yep uh jaylen anything you want to say to dub nation and the north willie faithful bethany was like fan of the green i was like hell yeah weed is tight i'm with you weed is tight that is what i'll be doing with you weed is tight yeah that's all right good for you so speaking of tight weed this has been another episode of the working perspectives podcast i'm matt lavelle accompanied today by jalen dub justin richardson dj bj skins bethany Cherney, and our guest today was the one and only lauren crease in case you're wondering you can find all our stuff and all our content and all podcast platforms and youtube at work perspectives podcast you can also on instagram work perspectives podcast and you can join us on the twitter and the ticket talk at working Pod. if you'd like to be a guest on the show please email us at workperspectives@gmail.com, and please like and subscribe please so we can just keep this going for another couple days this has been another episode of the work perspectives podcast thanks for listening stick around for the ad read thanks see ya Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. 
If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, T is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.